received so much fish that he had to call other boats over. And it actually said that the, that the fish uh, in Luke uh, 6 and 7, it says when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking so that they signaled to their partners in the other boats to come, help them, and they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. Think about that. So what am I saying to you today? I'm saying that God is not just a just enough God. Amen. He's a more than enough God. Why does, he want, why does he want us bless us more than enough so that we can be a blessing to others? In other words, he wants to bless us so that we can bless other people. Amen. So that we can be a blessing. That's what he said to Abraham, the Abrahamic blessing. He said, I will make your name great. I will bless you so that you can be a blessing. Amen. And so really, I love that about our salvation. It's because we, look at your name, say you got something to do. We, we have something to do. Amen. I, I, I like that, praise God. So we got to get a revelation of, of, of Jesus' power to, to prosper us. I like, I like his healing miracles. Not only did Jesus do uh, miracles of provision, you know, he also multiplied the, the fish and the loaves and fed 5,000 people and he had 12, uh, 12 baskets left over. He's more than a God. Uh, more than enough God. Amen? And so we got to get a revelation on that. Number two, uh, Jesus demonstrated the threefold blessing of salvation by, by doing miracles of healing. And we, we see that in Acts 10, 38, where it says, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit with power, and he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. So we see that, number three, we see that, that Jesus demonstrated uh, uh, the, the giving people eternal life when he walked on this earth. And he did that when, when the lady came to him, and there was a lady that was a sinner. He, Jesus was invited to a Pharisee's house, and this lady was a sinner, and she was a prostitute. And uh, she came in, and she put some oil on Jesus' feet. She, she, she cried and wiped his feet with, with her, her tears and her hair, and, and she was a sinner. And, and this is interesting what Jesus said. Jesus said this to her, Therefore I say to you, her sins which are many are forgiven, for she loved much, but to whom uh, little is forgiven, the same loves little. Then he says to her, your sins are forgiven. And those who sat at the table with him begin to say to themselves, who is this who can forgive sins? Then he said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. So what did Jesus do? Jesus actually gave people eternal life when he was walking down here on this earth, fulfilling his ministry. Remember when Jesus was on the cross, and it was interesting to me, he was on the cross, he was between two thieves. And he was between two thieves, and one of the thieves said, if you are the Son of God, why don't you get us out of here? Think about that. Well, he, but he was basically challenging the, who Jesus was. The other thief says, said, rebuked that thief and said, don't you fear God? And so, they, so he had a revelation of, 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 of God. He said, don't you fear God? This, this is the key to walking in salvation. You've got to get a revelation, a reverential fear of God. 
In other words, people that don't have God in their life, people that don't, they don't have a revel, they don't have a reverential fear of God. In other words, they don't, they can't, they don't have an understanding that there is a judgment day. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And that there will be a judgment day. What's interesting about a lot, a lot of times about unbelievers and, you know, experiences in family, it seemed like hell doesn't come up in, too much. And most unbelievers, they don't think about hell or they don't even think they're going. Do you know that? That's why they can sleep at night. Have you ever thought, of, how can unbelievers seem so happy, laid back, and not, because they don't have a revelation that, that Jesus is going to judge the world. But we have a revelation, don't we? That's why we're here today, amen. We have a revelation that Jesus will judge the world. And I love this, he was there, and, and the thief, you know, had a revelation, don't you fear God? And then, then he had a revelation that Jesus must have been the true Messiah. Because he said to Jesus, he said, remember me when you get into your kingdom. In other words, he must have put his faith and trust on the cross in Jesus on who he was. Because Jesus looked bad up there with him. Jesus looked like one of the sinners. But he, he saw beyond the, 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 the more look of Jesus. He saw beyond where Jesus was. He had a revelation that Jesus was the Lamb of God. Maybe he heard Jesus preached. Maybe before he got arrested and ended up on the cross, maybe he walked with Jesus and then he messed up. I don't know, but he had a revelation. And so what did Jesus say? Jesus said, today... He said, he said to Jesus, remember me when you get into the kingdom. And Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise. Think about that. That is awesome. What I love about that is, is that, you know, that God can get even us on our last moments of death. So you can never really judge where anybody goes because you don't know if somebody had talked to them. You don't know, you know, like Yen's brother, we're believing her family. We don't know where he ended up. We're believing that somebody may have ministered to him before he died in the accident. Because the Bible says you and your family shall be saved. So we're going to believe the positive and not that I'm not the judge. But God is the judge and thank God he can draw us and he can bring us in to his sweet love. Amen. So, so, we're, so today I'm talking to you uh, that, that as a Christian, we are on a journey. And, and the number one, uh, you know, there's some keys to this journey. Number one, we have to know God. We have to get a progressive revelation of who God is. John 17, 3 says, And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. So, so Jesus was, was praying uh, a priestly prayer, and he said that eternal life, Eternal life is not just a, 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 a revelation of going to heaven. Eternal life is knowing God. Amen. Hello. Do you know him? Do you have a revelation of his love this morning? Do you know that he's for you this morning? Do you know that he's he drawn you out of darkness and, he's, and he paid the price for you? The number two key in our journey, we, we have to experience freedom. 
And so, so in our journey, we all should be going through a process of being more and more free. How many people are in the process? Thank God. We're all, we're, thank God that God loves us in spite of us. Okay, man. Woo. <laughs> Can I say that again? Thank God that God loves us in spite of us. In spite of our shortcomings. In spite of our weaknesses. In spite of those things. God loved us and chose us in spite of those things. Amen. I like what it says in John 8, 31, 32. Then Jesus uh, said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. How are you going to walk out of a bondage in your life? How are you going to walk it out? Well, you have to abide in the vine. You, you, there's another scripture, uh, another translation that actually says this. It says, if you continue in my word. So maybe that's a little bit more clear. If we continue. If we continue. What does that mean? That means we got to continue reading our Bibles. we got to continue going to church. we, we got to just continue. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? And in the process of us continuing in that word, pretty soon we start getting set free. I used to buy lottery tickets about three weeks ago. No, I'm kidding. But I used to buy lottery tickets and, uh, as a Christian, not as an unsafe. And you, know, you say, well, that's not a sin. Well, you know, if your faith and hope in winning a lottery, you know, you know your faith and hope needs to be in the Lord. And so, you, you know, if, if, yeah, you can do it for fun, okay. But, but if your faith and hope, you're trying to win the big one, you know, and you're putting your faith in that, I'm telling you, but you're better off putting your money in the plate. There's a more guarantee God's going to bless you when you give to God than when you're trying to give to the state to win a lottery. And so, but I would, I would get in there and I'll get, oh, oh, oh. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I hope I get it. I hope I get it. You know, you get all this excited and you're scratching off those numbers. <laughs> Maybe I'll win the big Powerball. <laughs> and I always, Egh! another one, please. <laughs> and then I, you know, all of a sudden, the Lord, all of a sudden, I just didn't have a desire. The more I spent time in the word, all of a sudden, you know, I'd just go to 7-Eleven just to buy it. But all of a sudden, I would end up in 7-Eleven, but I would have no desire to buy a lottery ticket. And the Lord revealed to me, you know, now what's sin to me may not be sin to you. You know what I'm talking about? But whatever God is convicting you of, you know, I'm not going to put what, my, well, you know, this is what God's convicted me of, okay? And, uh, and, so, and so I remember watching somebody buying lottery tickets, and I was standing back, and the Lord said, remember when you used to be like that? <laughs> I said, yeah, Lord, I remember, <laughs> I remember when I used to be like, thank you for getting me out of that. I don't want to throw my money away. Amen. Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? Why? Because when we continue in the word of God, by, by spending time in the word, the word of God will set you free. Will set you free from those bondages. Uh, when, we, when we continue, you know, the, the word of God is God speaking to us. Somebody say, how do you hear from God? Read your Bible. God's word, God, God's word, you know, if you want to hear from God, it, the Bible is God speaking to you. And how do you, how do you talk, communicate to God? You praying, talking to him, you know, developing your relationship with him. 
Amen. And then we need, we need to make a commitment that we pray every day, that we read our Bible every day, that, that we worship Jesus every day. Just, it doesn't have to be long, but put God in your equation. Walk with God. That's what I, that's what I want to encourage you to do, is walk with God. God's calling us into a loving relationship with him. And then in the processes of us walking with God, we're going to discover our purpose. And, you know, that is the key. In Galatians 6, 4, and 5, this is the message translation. It says, make a careful exploration of who you are and the work you have been given, and then sink yourself into that. Don't be impressed with yourself. Don't compare yourself with others. Each of you must take responsibility for doing the creative best you can with your own life. So this is, this is discovering our purpose. In other words, when God starts revealing to us who we are and the calling that he's placed in our life and we, and we discover that we're going to be the most fulfilled people on planet earth. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? See, I never thought that God, I don't know why, you know, sometimes I question, God, are you sure you called me at times? You know, and, uh, and, but God has called me to be a pastor. And I remember before I ever became a pastor, I loved talking to other Christians about the word of God. I love just, you know, I, I, I was a salesman. And so I would, sell, I would sell. But if if it was another Christian, I would start talking to them about the word and the Bible and I would not be selling. You know what I'm talking about? And, I, and what was I, what, what I want to do? My, my heart's passion is to get truth into people. And I, that is my heart. And, I, and anytime I learn something from the word, I want to give it to somebody else. Why? I don't know. That, that's in me. I, I just want to see people grow. I just have this in me to see people grow into where God wants them to be. And so, I, you know, I never knew that God was calling me to be a pastor. I, 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 to tell you the truth, I shunned the whole idea. Matter of fact, I thought pastors were boring. I didn't think that. I didn't want to be a pastor. I wanted to be an evangelist. I, I, I looked at the evangelist as the one that's casting out the devils and getting people saved, closing down the deal and all that. Pastors do that too, but, but evangelists seem much more palatable to me. And I said, I said I would never pastor. I want to say this, never say never. Amen. Never say never what you're never going to do. I should have said I'm never going to pastor and live in Hawaii, but I... Yeah, that's a, that's a joke. But anyway, no, but God called me back here. And, you know, I never thought I even wanted to move back to Virginia Beach. You know, I never thought that. But God had a purpose for me to come back. Amen? Why? Because he knew you would be here, and he knew that you would need to receive some truth, and he knew that you needed to grow in God, and he knew that you needed to become all that you need to be in God. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so, and so number four, we need to make a difference in our journey with God. We need to make a difference in the kingdom of God. Amen. John 15, 8, it says this way, By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. So what is, what is Jesus calling us to do? He's calling us to bear fruit in our realm. He's calling us to be, you know, uh, a light bearer to this dark world. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? He's calling us to be the light of the world, to be the salt. The Bible says we're salt and light. I'm, say, I, I'm saying this to you today, that, that, that Yen was salt and light this week to her family. 
because they didn't like her standing back and not participating in the rituals of Buddhism. And they, and she got persecution over it. She got flack over it. They didn't like it, but they knew where she stood. And some people may not like you, may not like your faith, but I guarantee you, you stand on your faith without wavering. They may not like you, but they will respect you. Are you listening to what I'm saying? They may not like your faith, but they will. You know, there's a lot of unbelievers that may not agree with Billy Graham, but they respect who he is. He's a man that stood for faith over years and years, and, and he never backed off of the truth of who Jesus is. And we gotta get we gotta get in a place where we're making a, 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 a difference, where we, we are bearing fruit. And this is where the key is. Listen, if we're if we're not walking in, in a lot of peace, if we're not walking in a lot of joy, it may be because we're not moving into those areas. Oh man, I'm preaching today. We're not, we, some of us might need to move forward. Oh, okay. Um, some of us might need to go a little deeper in God. Some of you may need to go. Maybe God is leading you to witness to your neighbor. Oh, no. Maybe God is. Oh, are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Maybe God is leading you maybe to, to get more involved in the church. Oh, no. Maybe. Listen, we got to press in to the things of God. And John 15, 11 says, These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. This is all connected to bearing fruit. Jesus said that when you're bearing fruit, that, that the joy, that his joy will remain in you and that your joy will be made full. Oh, you listen, I'm telling you the happiest day uh, 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 of the week for Pastor David is Sunday mornings. Sunday is my day. I love Sundays. I love I love the, uh, the, the, the just the, uh, the the grace that God gives me to minister words of life to you. Thank Sunday's my favorite day of the week. Why? Because I love church. Somebody say, I love church. It's like church needs to be like a little piece of heaven. I tell you, when you're in church and you're sensing the presence of God and you're sensing his love and you're sensing his peace, I'm telling you, there's nothing like being in a spirit-filled church. Woo, are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? I was ministering to my cousins while I was down there. They were going through some, some hard time, too. I have some cousins that live right where Yen's family lives. And they were going through a hard time. And, and, and I, I, I was ministering to them. And, and I don't know, I don't think that they are saved. But I'm ministering to them about the goodness of God and about the Bible. And my, my, my uh, cousin said, you're so different than anybody I've ever talked to. Yeah. And I said, really? She said, you, it's just like you light up when you talk about the word of God. I mean, it's like it's real to you. It is. I'm talking about something I truly believe. It's real to me. Jesus is real to me. See, there's, there's a false faith that has permeated the church of this day, and it's called mental assent. It's just mentally agreeing that Jesus, oh yeah, I believe Jesus died on the cross, and, and Jesus, you know, was raised from the dead. But are, are you walking out your faith? Do you really believe? Because if you really believe, you're walking it out. 
You can't say you truly, really believe and not be walking your faith out. We're called to walk it out. Somebody say, walk it out. And so as we walk it out, as we walk out our faith, we will see the goodness of God. So we are on mission. Somebody say, I'm on mission. When Jesus was praying his prayer right before he went to the cross, it's called the pre priestly prayer. He, in John 17, he, he says in, in verse 18, Amplified, he said this to the, to the Father, just as you commissioned and sent me into the world, I also have commissioned and sent them, believers, into the world. What is God calling us to be? He's calling us to be a witness for him. Are you listening to what I'm saying? He's calling us to be a witness. You know, it, it's, it's interesting to me. Jesus was so focused on his mission. And what was his mission? To seek and save the lost. And everything that we do in our life, as we reflect the glory of God by doing good things, amen, that, that reveals the goodness of God, and we are sowing seed in people's lives where they can get the revelation of the goodness of God, and hopefully you're drawing people closer to God by how you live your life. And, and Yen, it was living her, lived her life this week obeying the word of God and not succumbing to pressure of the family, not doing those rituals that were ungodly, that wasn't right. She was letting her light shine regardless of how they felt about it. And I'm going to say this, we're all going to come to a test. And there's going to be a test. Every, every day can be a test in our lives. And the enemy is going to try to get us to go the wrong way, to walk in a little darkness, to do a little sin. And I'm telling you, there's always, you know, there's always a, a, a choice that we need to make every day. And I don't know about you, but as, according to my, me and my house, I will serve the Lord. I'm going to serve the Lord regardless if it costs me. Serving God might cost you some relationships. Serving, even family relationships, even family relationships. Jesus says, if you don't love me over your mother, your father, if you don't love me more than your children, you're not worthy of my kingdom. In other words, we need to love Jesus more than everything else. Am I preaching today or what? Are you hearing that? We, Jesus said, you can't be my disciple unless you love me more than anything else, more than people's opinions, more than how people think about you. You know, it's amazing about, about religion and how the devil works religion in people's lives, like Buddhism and, and all these other type of religions. And, and they're based on traditions and they're based on the fear of man. What do I mean by that? And see, see, they have to be a good Buddhist to look good in front of everybody else. And so really, religion is, a lot of it is based on the fear of what people will think of you. People will not make it to heaven and not receive Jesus because they have a fear of what people will think of them. And listen, listen, Jesus said, if you don't confess me before men, I won't confess you before the Father and the angels. 
And I'm telling you, when we walk out our life, and we walk it out, allowing our light to shine, I'm telling you, we're going to be all that God calls us to be. Amen? Paul actually said it this way. Paul was a very educated man, and he, he had all these degrees in, in, in Judaism, and he, and he, he was at the top of his, his game in Judaism. He was one of the top of his game in Judaism, and he said he count his whole life before meeting Jesus, he counts that as nothing. In other words, he was willing to let go of Judaism and his plaques and his awards and all they did. What? He said, I'm going to let it all go just to know Christ. I'm going to let it all go. See, that's where we got to get in our Christian walk. When we're willing to let our worldly desires, our worldly lusts, we got to just let it go. Amen. And embrace Christ. We just got to let it go. Somebody say, let it go. And he was willing to let it go. And he said, I want to be conformed to Jesus' image. Image. I want to experience Jesus' suffering. And I want to experience his resurrected life. And when you start letting those sinful things that try to draw us in go, and you start embracing truth of Christ and who he is, and you say, I'm going to walk with God no matter what it looks like, no matter if anybody goes with me, I'm going to continue to walk with God. You're going to have that joy. You're going to have that peace. You're going to have that love. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? God will fill you up. Are you listening? I'm telling you, God is so good to us. So he's given us assignment. And in Acts 1.8, it says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, and Samaria, and the ends of the earth. God will empower us. Jerusalem is our family to be a witness to our family. We need to be a witness. We need to pray for our family. Continue to pray for them. Continue to lift them up in prayer. Continue to witness to them as God leads. We need to be a witness to our neighbors or people that, 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 that in Samaria would be people that aren't like us. How do we do that? We try to find common ground with the outsiders, people that are outside our circle. And we try to find common ground. And then what we do, we, we, we try to bring Christ into their life. Amen. And so that's what I try to do this week when I start talking to them about Buddhism and asking them where, where does this belief comes from? I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to get them to question why do they do what they do? Amen. And then I try to put a little bit of Jesus in there and talk about salvation and talk about that we have a guarantee heaven. Amen. It will get some of them thinking. Oh, you hear what I'm saying? And I'm trying to be the, the light and trying to bring in God in some way. Sow a seed, glory to God. And then the end of the earth. You know, uh, you know it's amazing to me. You know, the reason why uh, we, uh, we don't go on a lot of mission trips, but we support missionaries and we build water wells. And, uh, you know, we just, we just built one in, in uh, which was amazing, uh, in, in Yen's country, uh, Vietnam. We just, uh, we just got all the information. So you guys put money into a water well and, 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 we, we, um, and it was in a community and they know it came from a seed life church and they know that God is blessing that community. Amen. It's sowing a seed, glory to God. And so when you give your tithes and your offerings, you may not be able to go to the mission field, but your finances is financing uh, the, the work of God all over the world. 
And I'm telling you, every, every dime that we give, every seed that we plant, God takes notice of that, and God will bless you for that. The Bible says you cannot give up homes, houses, families, and all that, and not receive a hundredfold times in this life and eternal life. So whatever you give to God, I'm telling you, you're not giving it, you're sowing it. And whatever you sow to God will come back, and it will come back with multiple blessings on top. Do you believe that today? I'm telling you, God is bringing us up to the next level, and he's bringing us into that place as we continue to abide in him, continue to stay in his word. He will show us who we are, what we have, and what we can do in him. Did you receive it this morning? We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at 4136 Holland Road, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 10.30 a.m. Nurseries and Children's Church provided. This broadcast is made possible by the Congregation of Exceed Life Church. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.